Hey, man. All right. Well, yeah, let's do this, man. And then if anybody wants to join, hi, this is Aaron and Hanley. I'm the social media officer for FCBC Walnuts. Hanley, of course, is the lead English pastor. And we're just, we're trying something new, trying to go online live via Zoom to Facebook. And uh, we do this thing called Walnut Commentary, where we just kind of talk and have some fun. Um, Hanley, let's just get it out of the way right now. Uh, you, you emailed me about MacArthur's church, but um, do you know exactly what's going on? Or is there any updates that you want to just talk about briefly? I don't. Uh, I, 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 know that, I know that they went back to court maybe four times, if, if not more. Yeah. And it seems like at certain levels, um, Grace Church is winning mm -hmm. in terms of their, their battle for religious freedom and the government or the county not being able to shut them down. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the, the, the county continues to take them to court. So that's, that's created a lot of buzz across our nation, mm -hmm. across evangelicalism. And if you notice that MacArthur is featured now on new syndicates, he's on those evening clips with uh, CNN. I Fox. saw that. Yeah. I saw he went, that. He was, on the, he was on the Charlie Kirk show. You know, he, he's all over the place. He's been on, um, what's that guy's name? He's been on talk shows before. Um, but I feel like he's really like kind of spreading out a little bit more now, um, doing more things. Do you watch every single thing that comes out whenever news like that breaks? Uh, usually somebody, if somebody messages it to me, mm -hmm. uh, either on Facebook Messenger or on text, like one of our church members, then right. I'll take a look at it. If it comes up and I have some time, I'll look at it. But, you know, one of, a, one of my friends sent me the interview link where Babylon B interviewed phil johnson oh and, yeah and it was pretty entertaining it was pretty good i mean that yeah. that, that kind of gives you an insight a softer version i think of what they're really talking about so i think there's a lot of things that are said very strongly publicly even phil johnson you know he's very strong uh but but you'll hear different things you'll hear phil johnson say yeah you know we're encouraged and we support all the churches that are reopening outdoors mm. but here's why we can't do that right he gives a reason yeah, yeah, yeah. And if, for those of you who are watching, and if you're not familiar with Babylon B, it's actually a Christian satire site. Uh, when Phil Johnson went on, were they like joking around or were they, I mean, was he his usual snarkiness kind <laughs> of? Well, of course, of, of course, there's going to be some of, some of their, some of Phil's uh, snarkiness and uh, satire. There's mm -hmm. obviously Babylon B, those guys are comedians. Mm -hmm. And they're going to come with their tone. And so it was fun to hear, but there's also some seriousness. Um, obviously, you know, we, we take a little bit more of a conservative position when it comes to reopening. Uh, but, I mean, Grace is going to do what Grace feels convicted to do. So that's, that's a whole different discussion we want to talk about. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, thanks for just kind of being willing to talk about this. I think, you know, Christian, uh, what's it called? The Christian world at large or the evangelical culture, you know, mainstream evangelical culture, how the news presents Christians and things. I mean, it's good that we're aware of it, but here at FCBC Walnut, we do have our own things that we need to worry about and issues that we need to speak to. We're doing drive-in worship services. Is that what we're doing? Uh, Hanley, how, how is it, man? I, I didn't get... I'm telling you, man, it's hard for me. I, I'm sure there's other people like me where you got kids and I can't make it. I mean, we had it playing, but obviously I can't like sit there and like take notes and things, you know, we're doing the kids. But how was it for you, man? I saw you, you, you did like a little, yeah, you did a sermon actually. You were preaching today. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I felt really good about it just because, um, just because we're able to see somewhat of the, though fragmented, somewhat of the visible church there gathered. Mm -hmm. You have people coming 
and they're serving and you see the body of Christ at work. And um, it is a very different experience. It's exhilarating actually to be able to preach to people and see their faces. Mm. And, and, and you can actually hear reactions, responses. Yeah. You know, obviously, the, I, I think our AV team did a good, great job just getting the video, the audio up and everything. But we had issues that are not related to, uh, to the AV end, but to the Wi-Fi. Mm. So if you were watching at home and you're, you have good Wi-Fi, I don't think you had a problem but I think those who are, who are watching in the parking lot, it, it became choppy at times. Yeah. Uh, and that became very evident in the beginning of the service. So they told me to project, which is no problem. So I, don't, I didn't feel like I had to scream. I was just preaching, uh, putting my inner Whitfield on, you know, like I'm not gifted like George Whitfield. But, but you know, there was a time where preachers needed, uh, needed to preach open air. With, mm-hmm. without applica- an amplification system. So, yeah, I mean, Jesus. I, yeah, so I just, I just <laughs> preached, you know, and I, yeah. and I, had, I had prepared my sermon uh, with very simple points as well as internalizing what I already pre-recorded on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So just being able to preach it to the people, I think it felt great and just to project. Um, and we also had a little umbrella. This yeah, I saw a that. Huge, a huge umbrella to block yeah. the sun. Yeah, but that but that also acts as like an amplification system. Oh, funny! It's, funny. it's not as good as the wooden pieces. I don't know if you've ever been to the south, but if you've ever been to these these um, older traditional church buildings, or if you go to the chapel at Southern, yeah. one of the chapels, yeah, you know they have this really nice pulpit, but on top there'd be this wooden I don't know what you call it this thing that's that's connected to the sure right, right that's right. that's basically for amplification yeah uh, you know to go out so that that worked well. <laughs> Um, are you, I mean, it's hot today. It's hot today. Are you sweating? Are you, are you, yeah. Like, how do you feel? Or are you just in the zone? Like, are you just kind of like, you know, don't worry. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're sweating and, and this is TMI, but, but I'll just say it in the nicest way possible. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I'm wearing khakis. Okay. And, uh, and everything inside is wet. Okay. Uh, Okay. Okay. So, so just, so you're, so you're from (laughs) Texas or Florida or South Asia. I mean, this is, this, yeah, is this, why, right. this is why you don't do outdoor service. Right, anymore. right, right. California is not too bad. I mean, yeah. but, there's, but by God's grace, I actually said in the sermon, I said, I'm going to take a moment just to thank Jesus for the breeze. There's actually a breeze <laughs> and there was shade. So there is no problem. I, I would do it again. Uh, and, and I actually ended right before nine o'clock, which was our nice. Our, our time. So I didn't know how long I was going, but I, I, I think I feel like the, the outdoor sermon was probably better than my Wednesday sermon. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my Wednesday sermon, I, I had just crammed it and got it done Tuesday night and rolled in Wednesday morning just to preach it. It's probably choppy a little bit on that end. Yeah. Uh, and, t- and today it was, it was like the second time preaching it. So mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I got to interact with the crowd a little more uh, or the audience a little more. So I, I thought that was helpful. I mean, to your point I, at the at home audience, I, I addressed that a little bit, addressed that a little bit in the beginning. Right. Uh, and, and I mentioned there's people at home and, that's actually we're one family. And so I talked about how the Sunday gathering is just like a traditional American family. If they were to do Sunday night dinners, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's important. People should take, make a priority to reserve it. If that's what your family practices, yeah. you know, everybody should prioritize Sunday dinner. You reserve mm-hmm. it um, yeah. and you're there and you participate and it's symbolic and you gather around the table. And as Christians, we gather around the, the, the Lord's Supper and the word of God, et cetera. Uh, but those family dinners, those Sunday dinners don't make up or make or break your family. 99% right. of your family life, the relationships, the conflict resolution, life itself happens outside of the Sunday 
Sunday table. So that that's I, I introduced that a little bit. Of, we'll talk a little bit about more come September. Yeah, yeah you're giving you're giving a little bit of a teaser right there. But am, um, yeah, Hanley, Hanley's Hanley's got something that um we're gonna move forward with, and I think it's good. I think it's mm -hmm. good, and I, I hear you on that family dinner thing. Um, yeah, man, we got to protect our time as families, but also like what you're saying is that that there is a special time for Sundays, but family is not just that Sunday dinner time. That's what you're saying, right? Like That's when you're I'm family, saying, yeah. you're, you're, you're family right. throughout the week. That doesn't stop what you do as a family, but there is a special time on Sundays, but you know, it's, it's throughout the week. And yeah, I, I'm looking forward to what you have to share with us in terms of that, man. Um, I want to go back to what you said about your recording on Wednesday. So everybody knows that we still do have the normal recorded YouTube videos available where you're in the Mac, um, you're preaching to nobody live, really. I mean, the, the AV guys, um, but you're recording live. And that's, that's what I use. That's what I personally use to, uh, to view it. And if, if I can't view it for whatever reason, I just want everybody to know that our sermon audio is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can always find it there. And so Hanley, thanks for uh, literally preaching twice. You're doing it on Wednesday and you're going on Sunday. And on Sundays, you're preaching to people in their cars. Now, are they staying in their cars? I'm assuming they're in their cars in their air conditioning. And can you see them? Like, are you really looking at their faces? So we have a little bit of everything. And uh, basically we have certain people with their windows down uh, because like I said today, the Wi-Fi wasn't strong. So a mm -hmm. lot of them rolled their windows down and they could, they could hear me preaching and mm -hmm. they could hear the music. Uh, and some people move outside of their cars, but, okay. but, but, there's a, but, the, but they're not uh, right next to, I guess, another person that's outside of their car, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, so obviously there's going to be a little bit of socialization, but as, as far as I saw, you know, everybody uh, kept some distance. I don't think it's six feet across the board all the way, but people are wearing face masks. Okay. So, so, I mean, that's already pretty good. People are outdoors right. uh, and there's a breeze and they're in the large parking lot. So this is not an enclosed area. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm preaching, there's actually people standing outside their cars okay. and, and they're standing the entire time. That's awesome. You know, there's people with umbrellas yeah. and there's people who brought their lawn chairs out. So they brought lawn chairs out, sit it, they, they put it in the parking lot right next to their car because yeah. we, we space, we socially distance or physically distance the cars as well. So there's an empty parking spot next to you. I see. I see. On both sides. Mm -hmm. And people can use that. Uh, and today afterwards, there was a little bit of fellowship, but we told people try to try to be safe. And for the most part, our people are really good. Next week, it's going to be tough. So as soon as I'm done, uh, I'll, I'll give a benediction. I think the people have to leave right away because Mandarin's coming in. I see. For, for a drive in at 930. So we go eight mm -hmm. to nine. Mandarin comes mm -hmm. in at 930. Wow. How do you feel that, do you feel that this is good for our congregation? I, I do think I feel, it, I, I do feel it's good because, you know, I, I do think at some point we, we do need to reopen in some way. I, I feel like this is the safest way okay. to get going. Okay. Um, I, I think there, there are some who, uh, for better or worse, I, I think they, they feel like we do need to be the church in the sense of the you know, standing up and being the church despite, you know, government orders. And we're not going to go all the way and go indoors right now where mm -hmm. that's, that's not what we're, we're able to do right now, but mm -hmm. at least to reopen, I think that satisfies uh, that bone. And then that can lead into individual conversations, right. Mm -hmm. That are more discipleship oriented. I, I do think there, there's, there's a certain demographic of our church. That's just an older generation 
these are Jesus loving people who their entire lives, all they've been used to is in-person church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even, even, even outside of Sunday, you know, small groups at church and things like that. And so when you take that church away from them, they're not able to pivot as naturally online like the millennials or Gen Z. And as a result, uh, this brings them some encouragement. So if it, if it can provide some encouragement, even for them to drive in or to step outside of their cars, I mean, yeah. if it's safe, I think it offers, it, it offers that benefit. I think what we want to be careful about is that our church, by God's grace, we have a building and we have a new building coming. Mm-hmm. And we're very, we're very building centric. Yeah. Our church is also very program oriented, which we've tried to, you know, make those programs into disciple making ministries. But a lot of what happens in our church is orientated around Friday night, and Sundays. Yeah. And so when, when that gets taken away from you or when it's, when it's tampered with in this way, yeah. uh, then certain people get discouraged, right? right, because, right. And, and if we're reminded that, that church is hashtag more than Sunday, sure. if church is not just something that we attend, but it's who we are as people, yeah. then, then this is where we build a bridge, where there's these Sunday gatherings. They're not ideal. They're not what we're used to, mm-hmm. but, but they're going to hold us over while we recognize that 90% of our ministries are going to happen outside of Sundays, whether that be small groups meeting in safer, smaller physical spaces, like like 10 10 people in a backyard with distance and face masks, or if we, for the people who are online. So now we're looking at, we're looking at a church that's both online and outdoors. So it's nice that it both starts with the O outdoors and online. We, there's so much more we need to talk about that. I feel like once you launch this more than Sundays thing, I'm sure you'll get into it, but I'm just going to ask you right now, how did our church become this way where we were building centric, where we were program oriented? And was it, was that how it's supposed, was it supposed to be that way? Like, was that, was that right of it to happen like that? I mean, I, I'm just answering for my own opinion. I know. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're talking I, about I FCBC Walnut. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I, I, I think the word program is not necessarily a bad word, right? Okay. Because when you consider when the word program was inserted, you, think about the, the, the history of a church in America and, and anywhere else you can think of the institutional church. You think of gathering at a physical space. And, uh, you know, for, for hundreds of years in America, you have a physical church building where that was the center of your spiritual life. So if you went to meet with the pastor, he either meets in your home or a church, you have, you get married at church. Mm-hmm. At least back then you did, you, you had your, your funerals <laughs> at church and maybe buried in, in, in a, in a cemetery site, maybe next to the church. Which was next to the church. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So, and then, uh, even your community activities, you might gather at, at the church and the church became the center of community life. And so it makes sense that, that there is a central building. Uh, what we have to remember, though, is that the church is the people. So somewhere along the lines, I don't think FCBC Walnut ever purposely try to prioritize the building. But, but when you do have the blessing of the building, you know, things can be really tied to the building. Yeah. Right? And, and, and so, that, so that can lead into all kinds of other challenges and issues, right? Like yeah. everything has to go through the building. Um, and if it's not at the building, then, then it's not church to some people or it's yeah. not the same. Or when the building gets closed down, then, then it's not the same. So that's one aspect. The word program, I think, it, I think that, be, that came into to play when, you, when people began to move away from family worship. And then, and then you have things where it's a supplement, like Sunday school. Mm, mm. It's, just, it's just a program, just like any, anything called a program. It's, you, you can change the word and call it a ministry, yeah. but, if, but if it's an organized ordeal, mm-hmm. uh, then it's called a program. So I don't think programs 
them program in itself is a bad word. Uh, I, I think that when you prioritize the process of getting it done, and, and when, when the program becomes running through the curriculum and running through the schedule, uh, and sometimes when, when that becomes routine and tradition, yeah. and if you forget about the people uh, part of it and the ministry part of it, where, where then it goes to just plug and play versus discipleship, that's where programs come into danger. But there's no problem with using the word programs. Yeah. And, the, and the bigger the church is, the more you're going to have in terms of ministries. You're going to have children's ministries, student ministries, uh, elderly fellowship. All, all of these are programs. Even counseling mm -hmm. is a type of program. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not trying to knock on any of them. To be fair, you and I grew up at FCBC Walnut, I think it's fair to say, and we know the history. So we know that FCBC Walnut did not always have this building uh, where we're at on Fairway, right? I mean, we, we met at what, the school? We met at the school first? The schools, yeah. We the school first, and we were a plant from FCBC LA. So it's yeah. not like, it's not like, oh, FCBC Walnut was conceived on its own. No, we, right. we, we were an offshoot from FCBC LA. So we have a history. Um, and yeah, that, I mean, that's sometimes that's just the way how, how the ball rolls when, when it gets to us. And then you and I grew up in the programs ourselves, right? I mean, right. I grew up in Unicoi. Um, and at, at that time, Unicoi was still kind of new. It, it went through different phases before it was Unicoi. I think, yeah, I think I was one of the first classes to have it be called Unicoi at one point. Gap mm -hmm. uh, didn't exist at, at one point in time. Definitely Awana wasn't here. We had RAs and GAs, right? And so, yeah, you, you and I grew up in this type of thing. And so, <laughs> in some sense, we're a product of what, uh, of what, we, what, what our history was. And we're, we're dealing with some of it right now because of the pandemic and what, what COVID is doing to our church. But I think overall, it's a good thing what do you feel about the future for FCBC Walnut? I mean, we're, we're obviously yeah. heading in a different direction right now. Things aren't going to be the same, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think in terms of COVID, why it disturbs, why I think we need to look at our program orientation and, and how church has been disturbed is that, is that for many people, when you're not able to continue these 30-year-old programs yeah, right. on campus and you move it online, it completely changes the comfort zone. Mm. Right, of, of how things are delivered, how things are done. And, and that's a pivot that's honestly easier for those who are more tech savvy or those from the younger generation. So that's, mm. where, that's where this is going to change, where we're going to have to do a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to have to do online a lot right now. Mm -hmm. Later, when we move back in, there's certain things that are just going to be better online. And there's other things that we can bring back in and do in person. I think that's, that, that, that's good. You know, uh, the, the other thing is that when some of these programs, you just can't bring them online. Right. It's just not the same. Right. And, and so to not have these programs, I think, has caused some people to be very discouraged. Uh, but positively, we're able to address that and then pivot. So I think what's going to happen is, is that when we reopen, uh, at least the English congregation, we're, we're really able now to look at which ministries align with our disciple making vision mm. and which ministries we're able to bring back, how to bring it back, who's going to bring it back and which, which ministries can change and be online and be more impactful. So I think this is good. I'll just throw in another thing just to offend people. Um, I, 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 think that, I think that COVID-19 uh, has, you know, I, I say that because I'm just pushing back against cancel culture. You know, I said in my sermon this morning that I use the word hell, therefore I've been canceled. You know, when I said, when I said that I was a Calvinist, I think 20 years ago, I got canceled already. You know, the, what? You believe in predestination? Canceled. You know, so... So if we just come out and say, hey, go ahead and cancel me, 
Mm. Um, then, then I think at that point, you don't have to be afraid to preach the gospel and to be mm. canceled for positive reasons. But anyway, I, I, I want to, I just want to say this is going to be offensive to some people. Is, is it stumbling COVID, COVID-19 in some ways is, is the grace of God. Mm. Uh, because, mm. because I'm no stranger to see that, you know, the government will move and with the, with the, with the shift in liberalism and just, you know, just the course of society moving towards, moving towards a post-Christian nation, we're already at that point. Yeah. Uh, you're you're going to see more censorship coming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And eventually, I don't know about, um, you know, the United States in terms of nonprofit tax status mm-hmm. for churches, if you want to hold some traditional biblical positions, mm-hmm. right? So imagine if that just hit us and we had no COVID-19. What COVID-19 has done is it, is it might be God's gentle way of allowing churches months and months and months of learning how to quickly decentralize if you need to and still mm. remain the church oh man and, and so if churches are meeting online there, there can be censorship but if churches are meeting in homes mm-hmm. these are private homes mm. right and if there's no pandemic you can host a home and and then you have the pastors and elders equipping the saints for the work of ministry mm-hmm. there can still be a central command and there can still be uh pastors but you know there's more bivocational leaders all of that. This is all we're talking about—a decentralized ministry, mm-hmm. and and when you're able to centralize, you recentralize, right? Yeah. So, so, so I'm not against the church building. I'm not against having a central ministry and big, uh, a big church. You know, I'm not against that. What I'm saying is, what happens if the government ever says or persecution rises, where you're not able to afford buildings because you know the the, the tax benefits are taken away or offering dips because of persecution or whatnot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when you think about the church scattered in into homes that is an indestructible church yeah right right, that's, right. A, that's, a, that's a church that you cannot censor and you cannot shut down yeah. and, and, and 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 so we need to be able to do this quickly to go back in and back out and to be and to be able to shift on a dime yeah and that's what you've been able to see you know okay you yeah. guys can go indoors okay we're ready to go indoors nope you got to go back outdoors. Mm. Okay, you guys can come back in now, but 100 people. Okay, now, now, you, now you're going online. And, and I think what FCBC Walnut is learning is, is how to be the church that potentially, I'm not saying it's going to happen for sure, potentially mm. can survive persecution. Wow. Are you, are you, are you being prophetic right now? Uh, I'm not charismatic in terms of my giftings in that way. So I don't think I'm being prophetic. I, I, I think I'm reading, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm reading the New, uh, New Testament. Yeah, I'm reading the New Testament as a <laughs> as a historical as a historic premillennial. Right, right, and I, right. And, I, and I'm looking at it. Like, right. And Jesus said that the last days are going to be bad, and He says the closer we get to His coming, there's going to be persecution for the church. So when the, when the perfect comes, when the perfect comes, <laughs> when the perfect comes, when the perfect comes. <laughs> I mean, to be real, you and I might not be able to do stuff like this. I mean, right now we're bro- we're broadcasting live on Facebook right now this we might not be able to do this maybe maybe the government you know, like in the future is like nope nope churches can't do stuff like this either i don't know i'm just saying there's there's a lot of potential here for how things can pip, can uh, pivot out and yeah yeah i mean you said we're meeting in homes right but we know countries where people, christians aren't allowed to meet at homes either so i think there's a, a lot of different things that that can happen and this can go a lot of different ways it sounds a little bit morbid but uh it's reality right yeah. Reality. Reality. Do you think it, this could happen in our lifetime in a, I, non, in a non-prophetic sense? Do you think this could happen in our lifetime? You know, I, I hope not. I really hope not. Mm. You know, I, I really hope that we can continue to be the church 
Mm-hmm. And, and as you can see, you know, like we might disagree with, with MacArthur and Gracechurch in terms of the seriousness of the pandemic. Sure. But I don't think we would disagree with him uh, or Jack Hibbs that, that the freedom to worship God should be an inalienable right. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what we confirm and affirm is that the New Testament does not promise religious freedom. Okay, you know, for sure. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that if religious freedom is given to us, that it ought to be stewarded. And so I'm hoping that by the grace of God, uh, that we would be able to continue to steward this freedom and to push the gospel out uh, as, as freely and as strongly as we can. Because I think, you know, I, I hope that, I hope that we continue to preach, to be able to preach the gospel. Yeah. You know, otherwise, yeah. <laughs> otherwise I, I think it's going to be really tough. And, and when we look at our brothers and sisters right now in places like East Asia, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just breaks my heart, you mm-hmm, know, but, mm-hmm. but, but actually we see that they're growing. Yeah. You know, despite the persecution. Yeah. And <laughs> I'll be honest, man. Some, there might be stronger Christians than, than we are over here. <laughs> I, <laughs> there's a lot that we need to discuss, Hanley. Um, we need to talk about more than Sundays a little bit more. Um, but I do thank you for coming on to do this uh, experimental uh, Zoom to Facebook Live. I think it worked out okay. I think we got some viewers coming in. We didn't announce it. We just said we're going to do it. Um, yeah, we can try it again some other time if you're open to it, man. Thanks for, yeah, sure, man. Thanks for jumping out this time. This is good. Um, yeah, I want to respect your time. I'll talk to you later, man. Thanks. All right. All right, bye.